0: I'm Jordan. And I'm Rosanna. And on this podcast, we explore how to take life off autopilot
1: and relentlessly pursue a life worth living together. together. Welcome to the Relentless Pursuit Podcast, Episode 9, Influences and Inspirations. So you might be wondering, what does that mean? I think when we were originally coming up with our podcast titles and content, um, we thought about talking about who our influences and inspirations were and then in talking about this the other day we realized maybe that's not the way to go so we're going to kind of just dive in a little bit into um all of our inspirations and influences and how they impact all of us
0: yeah so what we really want to try to like talk through is just the idea of being inspired and being influenced by various people and the way that they end up impacting others um The reason why this came to mind for me was because I think about... You hear this really the most with musicians, and you kind of can talk to just about any musician, and they can rattle off a few of the artists who came before them that they would say they were influenced by. And so I have always thought about that because I think to some level, um, just about any professional can probably point to at least one but maybe several other people within the same field who through their work have gone on to influence that person and um i've tried to think about this from like the education realm where uh, we have uh, being a teacher there are a number of other people who i feel like i'm influenced by and kind of, in some ways, uh, aspire to imitate, aspire to um, you create a degree of their own styles and the, the art that they have. Um, and I th- so I think it goes beyond just, like, tips. Like, you could look up any, you can Google any tips and you can read, uh, like, ideas or little pithy, like, wisdom quotes from almost any blogger. But I think the idea of being influenced or inspired by someone goes a lot deeper. And in some ways, it's far more impactful, but also less tangible, too, in some ways.
1: So it's more, would you say it's more like heart and soul and feeling and like essence than like head knowledge. Is that kind of what you're going for?
0: Yeah. So I I would say it's, it's art. Like some of your biggest influences are not people you have sat down with and they've explained step-by-step what they do. These are are people who in a more, maybe in a more like esoteric sense that they have uh, a certain style and a certain art and a certain accomplishment that is unique to them that then we adopt for ourselves and try to emulate, but also adapt to ourselves.
1: Okay. So like through observation, Mm -hmm. through proximity and not even proximity of being close to them, but like proximity to like their work or their interaction. So in the case of a musician in listening to a musician, Mm -hmm. another musician might be inspired by their sound Mm -hmm. or their style and want to emulate that in some way or kind of take what they've seen and, turn it into something that works for them.
0: Exactly. Okay. So it's not like you just listen to, to one song and you you get really jazzed up every time you listen to that song. This is you've you've listened to the majority of an artist's work and you're you're very familiar with them at a relatively intimate level because of the the frequency and consistency that you've exposed yourself. I would even say like you could even be something of a of a disciple of that person. I think musicians do that because they grow up listening to various musicians and at some point when they decide to become a professional musician, or professional artist, they are, whether they want to or not, like drawing upon those sounds that most influenced and inspired them when they were younger.
1: So it's not the person who taught them to play an instrument.
0: Right. It, and it and probably won't even be like their piano teacher, their guitar right. instructor. It'll be like these, these artists who paved the way in the field before them.
1: And it's also not like maybe someone who's mentored them because mentorship would be different, right? It's mm-hmm. more of like a tips, like a how-to, or this is what you could try.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's, it's something about the essence of the person mm-hmm. and the art that they create. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So do you have, like, examples of that that you could share that might make more sense? To so people?
0: a few okay. examples. Um, I want to touch on maybe the, the most repeated example is the Beatles. And so many modern musicians will point back to the Beatles and say they were influenced by their sound. And some even say they, they founded, like, modern rock and roll. And um, they have many accolades so a lot of people ask like who inspired the beatles and there's a lot of information about this they've been asked this question a lot um, and they really draw upon elvis presley chuck berry little richard and there's a long list of others that uh, they were just kind of inspired and influenced by and in fact uh, john lennon had even said if there hadn't been elvis then there would not have been the beatles
1: so there was something so profound about Elvis mm-hmm. and his sound and his style and his the essence, sideburns,
0: I think. Helped, yeah, maybe yeah.
1: or the jumpsuits, right, <laughs> right? That set like their soul on fire in mm-hmm. some unique way that paved the way for them to want to create something of their own mm-hmm. that was similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is if you think about it, that's like really big. That's like really moving. That's like for someone to touch you in that way. hmm and then for you to go on and create something because of that, I mean, that's
0: that's right. huge. I mean, I almost picture like this same path. And so certain people have walked on this path before and got so far. And some others, like the Beatles, then like walked along that same path and then took it the next step further, added their own stretch to it. And others have come since then and gone further.
1: Which would be great if as individuals, as couples, as families, as companies, if we did the same thing. Yeah. So who are we being inspired by and who are we being influenced by Mm -hmm. is a big question.
0: Yeah. So I think that this, this applies especially to the arts. Uh, so I looked up, um, some information about Stephen King, and he is a really prolific American author, really distinct uh, style of storytelling, um, and just a, a robust writer. He uh, is inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. You can probably get a big uh, dose of of that. Um, he really liked Bram Stoker, who wrote the, uh, the novel Dracula, um, and in fact, one of Stephen King's short stories, Salem's Lot, is kind of his own like modern take. On the like the, the style and the the gloom that Dracula had to it, um, and there there are others as well. He's he really he reads all the time and absorbs that. Then, it, whether willingly or not, like finds ways through his characters and stories and tones to emulate those things.
1: Okay, very interesting.
0: Um, Lady Gaga. I think we were talking about her, and you could, with some of these artists, you could almost guess who their influences are because you just see that stamp on their work. Um, and so Madonna was the first person where I'm like, I bet she was probably heavily influenced by Madonna. And as we looked into it, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Madonna was one of the ones who, who tops the list for her. Um, some others would be Queen and David Bowie.
1: Who, I mean, thrive on the eccentric.
0: Right, right. So
1: it's like, oh, like, why Why were we at all surprised when we mm-hmm. met Lady Gaga or when she was kind of catapulted into pop culture? Like, mm-hmm. she was doing some of those same things. hmm but you know, our generation or generations younger than us, you know, don't remember David Bowie or Queen, and so they, there's not that connection there. But mm-hmm. it's not like she is completely without influence. Like she's
0: out of nowhere, right? And so I think we we assume that um, there's there's validity in being totally original. But as we look at some of the most uh, successful and even the most like original kinds of people that are out there, they're they're really not. You know, out of the blue, they they have inspirations. And even though they are their you know unique and successful selves, we can see that there are doses of others who have come before them in the work that they have.
1: That reminds me of a quote I used to tell my students when I was teaching. And it was like that there are only seven or eight stories mm-hmm. in the world. They are just those same seven or eight stories are just retold time after time generation after generation in a new setting in a new place with new characters but the stories those threads are still the same mm-hmm. the roots are still there
0: yeah i think that that's really true with you know within each field um, one person that I am inspired by and maybe we we'll talk more about later is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, he introduces himself as your personal astrophysicist, since we all need a personal astrophysicist. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he is this, this really brilliant scientist, and he points to the likes of Isaac Newton, who came several so hundred years before, and Albert Einstein, and also more recently Carl Sagan. And uh, he especially points to Carl Sagan, who they they did have a chance to have a personal relationship. And uh, he even talks about how he doesn't just think of himself as a scientist, but as an educator. And that largely comes from the influence that Carl Sagan had on him as he was growing into adulthood and becoming who he was. So I think so. I wanted to include that example as well, because I don't think it is restricted to the arts. In fact, I think it's applicable to every domain of life. That we're engaged in, so both in our professional but also in our personal realms. And I think that leads to the conversation because, like you suggested, we want to be the type of people who are influencing others, but I also think it's more important, or at least a first step, to look at. Who is influencing us? In what areas are those influences? Are there any areas where maybe where we're deficit, or maybe unwittingly had a negative influence that we could aspire to, um, you know, get get away from and find something better? So. I think that is kind of our, our you know, introduction to this idea of being influenced, which goes beyond just a, a couple, you know, tips and, and pithy wisdom quotes and looks more at the art that you're created in all areas of your life and the people that are kind of guiding you to create your own story and your own style.
1: Yeah, I would agree. So do you want to just dive into some questions about this and kind of yeah. see where it takes us? Yeah. Okay, so let's do it.
0: Okay. I have I have some interesting ones here. I can't wait to talk about these with you. And I want to know I want to know your take on this question. Okay. okay. Can you study a person to be influenced by them or is their influence more absorbed in like a subliminal kind of process?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could not start off with an easier question. I mean, I, I feel, that feel like be, that's
0: That might be the easiest one.
1: You think so? <laughs> um, you know what I think you Not can... that it's
0: easy, but sorry. No, I yeah, think you can st- I
1: think you can study it like you can kind of choose for yourself who you want to be influenced by um, but I also think that there are people in your own circles that have huge influence over you and because of proximity and consistency um, you can't help but be influenced by them so I think of me I think of my parents being an influence for me. I
0: think that's, that's the biggest thing. Like when you're raised in your household and see those are like the primary adults you're seeing day after day, year after year, you can't help but absorb the different kinds of influences that they have in shaping you.
1: And I think for some people, you know, their parents are their biggest influences. And I think that can be positive and negative. Um, I think that's different for everybody, but because if you've had a negative experience you can develop or choose to develop a certain way to avoid that influence mm-hmm. or you can if you have a even a positive or negative experience same thing you can learn from those things and develop those things and you know kind of learn them
0: mm-hmm. um, hey, have you ever been doing something and someone's like stopped you and said oh my gosh you sound you look just like your mom
1: Uh, Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) And I think that that's, uh, you know, there's there's genetics involved in in that as well. But I think that gives you a moment to pause because you've seen somebody speak or just interact, you know, for so many formative years of your life that you can't help but to just naturally adopt those things as well. And, uh, you know, I've, I've found that a lot well, you know, people have said that like, oh, you, you, that's you remind me so much of your dad when I'm interacting with you. And, you know, I, I don't take that as a compliment or as an insult. It just is kind of a fact that this is a person that is, I've been you know, f- following for many years of my life. And I, I think that's similar to. Um, others that either we've been exposed to, or have choo- chosen to expose ourselves to, um, and we just kind of naturally adopt those things without even really attending intending to.
1: Yeah, but I think there's some choice in that too. So again, because of proximity and consistency with parents or family members or your own children, I think that when you're exposed to someone uh, for such a long period of time and you see kind of um, the ins and outs and eccentric. Eccentricities of people, there are things that you choose to like, take in and emulate, and want to move forward. Right? That's it's almost like you look for the best in everybody, and you take those pieces and you internalize them, and you think, how can I be more like that? Mm-hmm. It's not that I want to be my mom, um, but the best parts of her, mm-hmm. I've learned be, because I've chosen to learn and those, those are the ones. Things.
0: You're, you're intentionally emulating. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: So, but then I think there are other people who I've allowed to influence me and that's a choice, right? You meet someone and you see something in them and just like you meet a lot of people, right? You, you can choose to be closer to someone, to start a friendship, um, to spend more time with them because you see that and you want, you want to grow in that way like they are.
0: Yeah. I think it it does start with admiration, in maybe not every case, but in a lot of cases, where especially if you see someone uh, in real life and you you think, man, they they do this like so well. I wish I could do it that well. And you, you kind of naturally begin to look at how they do that. Um, sometimes I'm around a really good storyteller or joke teller, and they're just making the whole room laugh. And I'm like, man, did did, did I listen to the way that they they phrased that, or the the way they even little things that seem maybe. Uh, probably not really as worthwhile, the way they cocked their head when they delivered the punchline or something like that. And then it can be, we can find ourselves like imitating people really intentionally with some of those things that we think are going to help us acquire the same attributes that we admire.
1: Maybe that's the case for you. I feel like that's maybe not the case for me. It's not like um like a jealousy thing like oh I want to be a storyteller like well, I, just, like, I it's, would it's, say it's, it's, it's not just, a jealousy thing it's or it's not like a, a, I I want to be like them and I want to copy them. Mm-hmm. It's just like I there's something that I admire about them and so I aspire to be more like mm-hmm.
0: them. But yeah, but, but I, what
1: that means for me mm-hmm. not because I want to do it just the way that they did it, but it's like oh how can I Rosanna as a business owner be more like Susie Sunshine Mm -hmm. in the way that she's developing her business. Mm -hmm. Not because I want to do the same thing as she does, but what can I learn from her to be better?
0: I think some of it starts with imitation. right? so going back to musicians, I'm not going to... I, well a, a lot of musicians just like memorize and sing over and over again their favorite songs from from others okay but when they go and write their own song of course like the lyrics and the tune is original but it's it's naturally inspired by what they've imitated over and over and over again and so for me that's what I would say I wouldn't say it's It's just imitation for the sake of becoming someone else. And I wouldn't say it's jealousy, but I would say that there's definite admiration of what somebody has going for them. And I I am going to imitate them to the extent that I feel like I can adopt what's working for them into my own delivery.
1: Okay. And I would agree. It's not that you're just going to start wearing the same things or doing the same things or saying the same things. No. Because no one needs
0: no one needs it. a copy. Correct. But I think sometimes it's, it can start there, and then you adapt it to your personality and your strengths and your context. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I will shoot off a question for you then, unless you've got something to add.
0: Go go for it. Okay.
1: So then, is there a difference between inspiration and influence? Because the the title of the podcast is Your Inspirations and Influences. So is there a difference between the two? And if there is, like, what is the difference?
0: I guess off the cuff, the way I would distinguish those would be that an, an inspiration to me seems more emotional, um, where somebody has done something and it is, it, it makes you want to, um, like, go on and, and do something of your own. And they don't necessarily have to be connected. Like, I can go watch uh, a really cool movie at the theater, and many times I feel inspired, but it could be inspired to go and do something totally different that I'm interested in. Okay. Um, And sometimes they they can be aligned. If you see someone doing something very charitable or of high moral character, that can be inspiring to yourself, like become charitable or of of high character. I think an influence is a a little bit more subtle um, because... An influence can can push and and guide you in certain directions, but sometimes without your knowing. And many times, especially after a long exposure to certain things, you don't even realize that that's what you've seen so many times. So that's what you start doing. Okay. So I think there's intersection there, but that's the initial way I would distinguish them.
1: Okay. So then do you think there's a connection to aspiration? between inspiration, influence, and aspiration.
0: Yeah, I mean, an, an aspiration can develop on its own, but uh, I think it is it has life breathed into it when you have inspirations and influences feeding into it. Okay. But how would you frame it?
1: I mean, I, similarly, um, inspiration really could come from anywhere, right? Something can inspire you. Influence, I think, is like it drives you, it pushes you Um, And there's something more personal to that. And then an inspiration and an influence can hopefully will make you aspire to be the next best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what the heart of this conversation is, is that we need to look at what does inspire us, who is influencing us. And we need to make sure that those influences and inspirations are good things that Mm -hmm. are going to help us as we aspire to the next best version of ourselves.
0: That's what I want to ask you about next. So like I said, like we mostly we mostly look at professionals. And I think that's what's most like publicly accessible is we, we see someone thriving in their field and we can see like who inspired them to and influenced them to get to that level. Uh, but do you think that this is applicable in more personal domains? Um, some of the things that we've already talked about on the show, like, is it possible to be just as inspired and influenced in parenting or in um, your own health or recreation or personal development? Uh, or marriage relationship.
1: Oh, I think that's I think that's totally applicable. Um, you know, as a mom, I think, for me, I'm pretty honest with, like, the kind of mom I am. Like, I think me and my girlfriends have laughed about this. It's like, you know, there's... And there's plenty of spoofs and memes on, you know, scary mommy on Facebook or mm-hmm. other, you know, mother groups. Like, which mom are you? Are you the hot mess mom? Are you the <laughs> type A mom? Are you the, um, you know, all organic mom? Are you the, you know... Um, The mom whose house is a mess, but she's always playing with your kids? Or are you the mom that keeps an orderly house, but, you know, the kids Mm -hmm. are... You know, so what's interesting to me is we have four kids. And so the minute that they go to school, you're surrounded with all different kinds of moms and families. You Mm -hmm. know, from the time that they start preschool or any kind of class that they start at the Park District. Um, And so you meet all of these different types of moms. And although we are all different, and although I think moms are always pegging what the other mothers are... Well, if we're being honest, if we're being honest, I think um, when I meet people and when I see the way that they like parent their kids and interact with their kids, for me, it's always like a a really big learning experience Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, I can think of certain moms off the top of my head and be like, wow, I'd like to be more like her in this way. Mm -hmm. Because what I see is I see that it's an opportunity to connect better with my children in this way. Mm -hmm. Or um, it's, you know... It gets me to focus in a different way on my kids than I wouldn't normally. So it gets me to kind of assess like where I'm at, where I'm at with the kids, what maybe my kids could need from me in a new way or a new way I can connect with my kids that maybe wouldn't have dawned on me at first. And so Mm -hmm. I let them inspire me and influence me.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you say that that's something you look for? Like, are you excited about, oh, I get to go here and i'm going to see x number of moms and I, I can't wait to see what i learn from them or is it just more na- like natural like uh, I, I kind of take the kids over here i happen to run into so-and-so and as they were talking or as i was observing them this is just what i i have found myself thinking about
1: i think it's an it's a very natural thing i don't willingly like go into things thinking oh yeah i want to talk to everyone who's there and i'm going to learn from them i'm believe it or not, like more reserved where I kind of sit back and watch and listen unless I feel really comfortable over time. And so it's always just been like a natural thing. Mm -hmm. But those people who are doing something like new or I don't want to say like exciting or refreshing, but something that inspires me, I'm drawn to. Mm -hmm. And so then I seek out that relationship a little further and I look a little closer and Mm -hmm. I may choose to spend more time with them because I genuinely like them and because mm-hmm. I think that they add value to like my life and the life of my children.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think as parents, we're most heavily influenced by our own parents because that's just kind of the way you were raised and you find yourself doing a lot of those similar things when you become a parent. Um, but I, I think, and I really like what you're saying too, about looking at the, the other parents we have a chance to interact with and gleaming some of the, the best of from them. And I think this is much more like modern opportunity, but we can learn from parents that we've never met just from, you know, social media and from books and from magazines and from podcasts. And I think that there is, so this is my contention is that like, we always talk about in our professional field, who are we influenced by and what art are we creating? But many times people will say parenting is my most, or one of my most important responsibilities. Uh, And we don't find ourselves seeking out you know, inspirations and, and influences and, you know, modeling some of our, our behaviors off of the things that we see working for others in the same way that we, um, you know, put on a pedestal in professional realms.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the same thing would be true of marriages, right? Like we want, it's important for us to have a good marriage, a strong marriage, one that will last. Mm-hmm. So who are we following? Who are we being influenced by? Who are we spending time with in terms of other couples that we can also glean from and swap stories and hope to become more like, are Mm -hmm. we doing enough of that?
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So I think just going back to my question, like we, we do mostly look at like professionals and artists. So the, the question was to what extent is it applicable in personal areas? And I hear you saying that it's just as, if not more applicable in those areas, it's just not always something that we talk about as much.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that statement. I think, and when we're talking about, I think in the last episode, um, or in some of the lab episodes we've been talking about, like personal care and health Mm -hmm. and wellness, it's the same thing. Like, how are you being influenced in the right way by other people? And so sometimes it's just seeing what they're doing. And that pushes you kind of to your next level to Mm -hmm. be better. Like it maybe hadn't dawned on you to try this or like reconfigure the way that in which you work out or how you structure your routines. Um, But then when you're able to get that inspiration, you know, that's maybe like the first step in learning. If this person is someone who can also influence you with um, whether it's like the knowledge or the education they have in that domain to kind of help bring you up to the next level.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think from the, the, the counterpoint too, we might unwittingly have been exposed or are currently exposing ourselves to negative influences where there are you know, certain people who, you know, what they're creating is maybe not as positive or as healthy or appropriate for us. And it might be worthwhile to recognize that as well and, you know, replace what we can see as being a negative influence with something that's more positive.
1: Yeah. And I think, well, between the two of us, I would say that I am on social media way more than you are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just thinking about like, what what are my feeds filled with? Mm -hmm. And yeah, what am I listening to? like through social media, what am I listening to on podcasts? You know, what are the things that I'm exposing myself to that it's kind of like that little bird in your ear Mm -hmm. where it's, you know, kind of back there and it's chirping and it's chirping, but if it's always negative or if it's always, you know, problematic or if it's always argumentative, like who do we become when we have those birds chirping in our ear? Mm -hmm. We tend to kind of, take that in and start to emulate it sometimes the things that we continuously hear then we start to spew yeah and so that's when it can be dangerous
0: yeah so it seems like we're we're always being influenced by something but we have much more control over that because we can choose what we're tuning into or tuning out of
1: right same thing with what we watch Mm -hmm. right what we watch influences us like we're so careful with what we let our children watch and when Mm -hmm. in terms of ratings and content and but just because we're adults doesn't mean that because we're allowed to watch certain things means that they're good for us. Right. You know, that we internalize some of those things without realizing them.
0: Right. So it's like influence is kind of like you are what you eat. Like you can, you can eat as much junk food as you want, but the, the influence is that slowly but surely it's going to take its toll on your body. And I guess the same thing is true with your mind. You can eat a wide range of things and slowly but surely that's what you're going to become.
1: I mean, for years, and I think a lot of people read fiction, right? Like, that's what people do for entertainment. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm reading books that, for the summer, are just fiction. Um, but it was, what was it, like, five or six years ago, I, like, read a nonfiction book mm-hmm. for pleasure for the first time in my <laughs> life. Um, looking at business as I was, like, starting my own business and what I was doing. Um And just the way that your mind shifts when you're thinking about the things that people tell you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of opened up this whole new world. And Mm -hmm. so this is not like my first kind of like fiction swing in in a long time, but it's like I was searching for answers and information and influence and inspiration. And it was like feeding my mind, but it was also like feeding my soul too. It was like what I felt like my heart needed to be in the right place to continue to like bring my business to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so that's a choice to be influenced by These writers and the stories of their business and who they are and who they continue to try and be Mm -hmm. and how they are going on a road that somebody else has paved for them and Mm -hmm. now trying to move that forward. And so, then, what is my role now is to also kind of walk that path and then carry it forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. What else you got?
1: Um, Let's see. So, if we're constantly being influenced by what we hear what we see who we associate with like who is around us then wouldn't that wouldn't we technically also be an influencer yes and if the answer to that is yes how should that impact <laughs> no us No
0: pressure right yeah
1: how should that impact us just in our i don't know daily conversations and our in our relationships and in what we're pursuing like
0: yeah well that's a big one yeah um, and you have to think what kind of influencer am I so we're all constantly like bombarding one another with our with our presence and our, our personality and our, our art that we bring to life and are you a positive influencer or a negative influencer or you know somewhere in between right um,
1: at the th- most basic level I think that
0: that's are you someone that people would want to uh, tune into or, or tune out? of? All right. So I think about that. And I don't, for like, for me, I don't really think about, oh, like, I I wish I had X number of people who were um, like, you know, following this, this portion of my life or imitating this about me. And I I think most people like, don't think about it, don't care about that. Um, But I do think that it, it kind of manifests itself in the kinds of relationships that you do have. Um, you know, the things that are important to you and, and who you are and the things that you're creating are, um, you know, being absorbed by others. And I think that that kind of comes back to you in what others are giving to you. And, um, you know, I, I think that we should always be conscious of just being our, just being our best selves in the, the different domains. And if people like it, then I think we have an opportunity to build into one another. And if people don't like it or don't care, you know, then uh, I think that's just something that fades away.
1: Yeah. And I think there's kind of like that, like tried and true, like you can, you can tell yourself or other people who you are, but other people will decide for themselves who you are based on mm-hmm. the kind of person you are, what you say and what you do mm-hmm. and what you continue to what, what you continuously do too.
0: Right. And I, I think you could, you could probably, and I think about this with kids too, like you can sit down and you can explain very carefully, like what your values are and what you expect of them. And they'll, they'll hear you, but they're also watching you on a day-to-day basis. And so I think one phrase that we've heard from time to time is that like who you are is caught rather than taught. And I, I really like that because the, the way that we influence someone is probably really hard to sit down and explain and, and categorize. It's just like it might be difficult for an artist to or a musician to sit down and like, carefully delineate their style. It it's, it kind of transcends that sort of definition, yet it can still be absorbed by someone else. And so I, I think just in the way we live, like there is and I, I do call like living like an, an art, um, because we are we are creating something original and beautiful in the story that, that we each tell. So is that a story that is compelling and has virtue in it that is going to uh, other other people who are looking for the positive are going to gravitate towards? Or is it uh, a dry story or a negative story that would probably recede um, you know, behind things that are more important for others?
1: So really what this kind of stems back to is like your values. Like who who are you? what do you stand for? and then how is it that you're creating a life around those things? Can people see mm-hmm. those things? can they hear those things? Can they experience those things from you mm-hmm. right
0: yeah, I think it's so, at the deepest level yeah. And I think in in other ways that it has more to do with, um, like, you know, personality and and style and, like, going back to to teaching, like, I can teach in a certain way, and I think that's rooted in values that I have for students and for education, and, uh, you know, others may observe that and try to, you know, emulate their own teaching based off of what they they might observe, Um, and I think that they hopefully would absorb some of those positive values, but, uh, you know, there's also, I think, um, kind of personality, uh, like, you know, stylistic approaches that they may try to adapt as well to emanate those, those values and create similar effects.
1: Well, and I think that's true of any profession. Okay. So like, let's talk about being a wedding coordinator, right? You can hire any number of wedding coordinators and we will really technically do the same thing for you. We will help you create a timeline. We will make sure that the timeline is followed. We will, um, coordinate vendors and make sure like we will all do those same things but it's the way in which you carry those out Mm -hmm. right like the way you make people feel as you're doing them the way that you can orchestrate something it's it's in the art of what it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. you know same thing with um people in the fit fitness industry, right? You can go to any gym and have any instructor or personal trainer, like right? they do the like the things to protocol, right? They've mm-hmm. learned those things, but it's the finesse in the way in which they do them, their style, mm-hmm. right? How they how they manipulate like the knowledge mm-hmm. to inspire people to motivate people to to build things.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good.
1: Do you have any more questions? Mine were pretty basic.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I, I had questions. We actually answered each of those, and okay. you know, I, I think it's good to get into the takeaways. But I, I mean, obviously, like we're mainly talking about the the way that we are influenced by others in a number of domains, and I think just raising our our consciousness of where that's taking place, and also how we might be on the the giving end of that as well to our children and to the people who witness our life.
1: Okay. So let's go to takeaways then. All right. So the first one I have is if we have people who inspire us, then chances are we have something to aspire to. And what we're always aspiring Write that down. to be is the <laughs> next best version of ourselves. So if that's personally as a parent, as a spouse, right? As a sibling, as whatever, whatever personally means to you, but also our craft, how we do what we do in our businesses and in our professions. Mm-hmm. So it's not just business as usual. It's how our interpretation of that brings life to others. Mm -hmm. So I think that's number one. Um, So like who inspires you? I think we should take an inventory of those people who inspire and influence us. Um, And if you don't have someone in a major area of your life, maybe it's time to actually start looking for those people. Mm -hmm. Different than a mentor, just someone whose influence you can. Right, you don't have
0: to sit across the coffee table from them and have them grill you with questions or challenges. It's finding finding the the positive people that you want to be like, whether it's in a personal, professional capacity. Okay. Number
1: two, inspiration and influence is different than education. So inspiration and influence happen based on, like, exposure and or proximity. So absorbing the way other people create or how they do what they do, it's not learning, like, how to play the piano it's Mm -hmm. not learning you know how to change a diaper like learning to be a mother in a certain way is is past the technical aspect of anything right
0: yeah you can read a technical manual on a a lot of different concepts um but who who's creating the, the the art and the feeling that you're trying to you know also create Okay. Yeah, and I think we'll do episodes down the road that we'll talk more about that education side of things as well, because that plays an important role. You can't you can't really go on to create something magnificent if you don't know
1: the without technical the knowledge of how to do it as well it.
0: either. So I think that there's an interplay between those.
1: All right. So number three is you are the company you keep. So take a look at your personal circles and your professional circles. Who are your friends? Do they inspire you to be better? Do they inspire you to dream, to stretch, to grow? Do they challenge you? You know, if they don't, maybe it's time to, you know, start looking at those people who you do see that do give you a little bit of inspiration, who seem to influence you and start gravitating towards those people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are some friends that are forever and family is forever, but that does not mean you can't bring in new people.
0: Right. And I would even expand the definition of company to being like, not just friends and family, but like you had referenced earlier, just whatever we're exposing ourselves to. I would say like the shows that we watch, the music that we listen to, the podcasts that we listen to, the things that we read, all of that is the, the company that we're allowing access to our, our mind and our you know, psychology.
1: Okay. Okay. Which is kind of my fourth point. So you jump the gun a little bit, but I think that's a great segue. Right. You're is, welcome
0: for, for that seamless transition. Yes,
1: you are the company you keep, but are you being selective enough with who or what you're exposing yourself to? So mm-hmm. think about it. Social media, podcasts, books, movies, music. Mm-hmm. Um, the more frequent and consistent, the more you'll be influenced by them. So is it time to do a little spring cleaning we're a little late for spring uh we're well into the summer but maybe it's time to go through those feeds and clear out some of the junk mm-hmm. right like i will tell you that i am a longtime bachelor fan and lover mm-hmm. the last couple of years i've had no time <laughs> for that um but you know i found myself like following you know former bachelor and bachelorettes and like, i was like thinking like reality
0: tv stars right, and yeah
1: i'm not 20 anymore I'm, <laughs> you know i'm knocking on 40 like those are not the people I want to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, So who do I want to follow and be in search of those new, new things? You Mm -hmm. know, we all shift, we all change, we all grow. So maybe, maybe it's just time to find inspiration and influence in new ways as we continue to grow and change.
0: Yeah. Maybe ways that even make us, uh, uncomfortable, um, or challenge us with something new, like a new idea or a new perspective. And, uh, but something that still like kind of fuels our own self-growth and helps us, um, you know, add to the, add to the, the palette of life with which we're going to paint the portrait that we'll become.
1: The palette of life. Put it, put it on the list of, um, <laughs>
0: Amazing metaphors brought to you by this podcast. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in once again to episode nine. And we hope that you uh, do uh, take some time to consider some of the influence and inspirations that you have in your life. Um, If you'd like to explore a little bit more about what Rosanna and I have to share, please check out the relentless pursuit podcast.com. And you can even subscribe to our email list and get a free gift when you do. And please leave us some comments and some raving reviews on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to. Um, We are excited to be bringing you more episodes in the near future as we close out season one. And so we hope you enjoyed this one and we look forward to speaking with you more. Thanks for listening.